Hey everybody, it's Aldo Gandhi, and I just want to let you know really quickly that our swag shop is reopened. DeepDishTees.com is where you go, and that's tees with T-E-E-S. Clever name, guys. They're the new home of our merchandise. You can get t-shirts, you can get caps, you can get coffee mugs, you can get hoodies, you can get all sorts of good stuff, and you'll help out the bar room with the purchase. So head over to DeepDishTees.com. Listening to the Mike North Advantage, and it begins right now. That's right, the Mike North Advantage starts right now. I am Aldo Gandia, and the dancing man beside me is Mike North. Mike North, how are you, my friend? I'm pretty good, considering all that's been going on. I mean, you know, you have your ups, your downs, and your all arounds, Aldo. But let me explain to everybody this morning, I tweeted out basically that I would not be doing the barroom show now. Keep in mind, I never miss a day hardly of work back when I worked for WSCR. I never missed any days. Never took a day off unless they told me to. They made me take vacation. I love doing this. Uh, but with this setup, uh, BB uh, usually sets everything up. Mm-hmm. I'm really uh, the talent end of it. She's like the whole other thing, which means a lot Producing, more. Producing, technical, everything. Everything. <laughs> Emails, the whole ball of wax. So, mm-hmm. last night, my brother-in-law, I put it out on Twitter, and I appreciate everybody's comments, including my friends and stuff, and Tommy Waddle, and Randy Merkin, and others. Um, but, my brother-in-law passed away last night in the hospice at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. 2.15. So, BB, of course, went to meet and her sister got up really early and they went to the house of their sister grace mm-hmm. and uh to tell you how f- crazy life is last about a week and a half ago he's telling me how great it is that the cubs got rid of all their stars and that they are actually playing hard mm-hmm. he also uh said to me that uh he was feeling great and everything else he caught something called acute leukemia, which mm-hmm. comes on out of nowhere. Wow. Plus, he had ble- uh, some bleeding on the brain and other issues. So oh, no. the next thing I know, a week later, or three days ago, four days ago, he's bleeding from his mouth. This tells you how fleeting life is. I've known the guy since I was 15. I've known him longer than anybody in either family because I – used to go to the Jewel, which is now a fire station, if you people know Chicago, around Norwood End and uh, Clark, 600 North. That's where I met Beebe. Well, here's the key. 
I knew Brian Oy before I knew anybody. And my buddy Jimmy DeGiulio, whose nickname was Gooch, both worked at Jewel. Mm-hmm. I walk into Jewel and I go to see Brian. How you doing, Brian? Not knowing someday he'll be my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that he's going out with BB's sister at the time. Or no, this was a couple of years before he went out with BB's sister. That's wild. So he says, I go, who's that? I remember. And Brian goes, well, come over. We'll go see Gooch. Because he worked like in dairy. And my buddy worked in produce. We walk across. And then I see uh, Jimmy. And then they both introduced me to my wife. Mm-hmm. And that's how long I'd known this guy. And, and he <clears throat> passed away. And I loved it. I, I, I went to work the day after my dad's funeral. I didn't take uh, three months off like people do now for things. Uh, <laughs> you know, I went to work the next day. And that's what I wanted to do today. But we didn't know if we'd be able to do it. BB didn't tell me what time she'd be home. But we're home. So I'm going to do this show in honor of my buddy Brian, who basically used to listen to this show. And I don't know. One day we said something about the Cubs. And uh, he goes, I hear you bad-mouthing my Cubs. <laughs> I go, where'd you hear that? He goes, you know. I go, what are you talking about? I got different places. I'm on different places, different things. He goes, you and your buddy on, on the computer. He's talking about you. I go, what do you want me to do? They're in a 10-game ten, ten slide. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we used to have fun. He loved listening to the show, so I said, we're doing the show. So uh, this is for Brian Oy. And anybody that knew Brian on the north side, he grew up in Andersonville, which is Clark around Foster. People know that. Clark around Ashland area there. Uh, uh, I know you remember him, so condolences to uh, to Bibi and everybody else and uh, and to my and to his lovely wife, Grace, and to the kids, Eric and Kristen, uh, the daughter and son, and to his grandchildren. You know, Today's um, a big show. Yeah. And, I didn't have time to do my picks, by the way, because of all this nonsense. So today, this afternoon, I will come up because I'm hot in the NBA right now. Nice. Uh, I will come up. Yeah, I had the Philadelphia 76ers last night, folks. Minus two and a half. And the Bulls could have covered that. They could have covered that. They got a good team. They do uh, have a good team. You're known as the guy in the computer. You and that guy in the computer. I go, I went like this. I went, that's your new, that's Elbow's new. Elbow Gandia on his business card, the yeah. guy in the computer. That's good, given how much time I spend in front of this computer. Oh, my God. You're start, I mean, really, I mean, you're start, quite frankly, you're starting to look like an emoji, for God's sake. <laughs> Well, you do have an emoji, which is classic, by the way. You know what's great about having a positive emoji? You can just give a thumbs up. That's what I love. Some guy will say, I'd like to take you and run your head into a wall. I'd like to do this. And all you have to do is give an emoji of a thumbs up, and they leave you alone. <laughs> That's so what I'm happy for you. Keep moving on. I love it. Yeah. The guy in the computer. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. King Pookie Nation, Alvarez had a test today, and the blood results came back negative. So very happy for you, King Pookie. Uh, Continued good health to you. Yeah, Yeah, you never know. Just enjoy your life every day. I'm glad I'm doing the show. I didn't want to miss the show. Right. Yeah, Yeah. nobody wants you to miss the show, that's for sure. But, (laughs) you know, obviously this would have been a good good reason to do it. I I spoke with BB like I do before every show, and – you know, it's sad. It, it, it really yeah. is. It sad is. When, it's sad when people die, and my brother-in-law was the best. I mean, I yeah. love him. Forty. I knew the guy forty-seven years. 
That's how mm-hmm. old I'm getting, but I knew the guy 47 years. Let's face it, Aldo. You get past your 65th year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, it's You can't say, I have a long time. You never know. No, we're a lot. I have a lot. The end, when you're 30, long. when I was 30, I was, when I was in my, when I was 15, I'm jumping to third rail. I mean, I didn't care. Hey, 69, you only want to go up the stairs of the yard. Yeah. Uh, King Pookie Nation is now saying that, that it wasn't the blood work that came back negative. So he's been sick this weekend. Uh, whatever is going on with you, King Pookie, we wish you good health. And uh, send us the, send us the medical report. We can't be the doing medical this report. We'll figure it all out. Like my brother-in-law dies. Everybody's going to send us their medical problems now. <laughs> guy's got a prostate. Another guy's got a broken nose. I, I who knows what we're going to do. <laughs> And Chris uh, wants to remind you that he has lost his mate's car, and now he's hoping to bet one of his own kidneys. <laughs> he needs a winner. Well, I don't know how you did that because I know I did have a losing week, and I'm not happy about it on Barroom, but I did have a great week on AM1000. By the way, folks, special announcement for AM1000, and all this has become possible because of other people, because of the Barroom, which is up to 12,600. Make, make sure you check out all the shows. I put it up this morning. It is for the place to go for passion, okay, right here. You're going to get passion. I saw the Buffalo show yesterday. Uh, I, I, they're doing great. Uh, <laughs> a lot of passion, you know, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, everybody else that's involved with the bar room. Good, hard work. Uh, Greg Gabriel, I mean, a lot of breakdown of the Bears, but a lot of other things, World Series talk, hockey talk, anything you need, you can get right here at the bar room. So, uh, we got a lot of things to cover today because, you know, everybody's trying to put on a, a happy face. But you know what? There's nothing that, that much to be happy about, to be honest with you, in the world of sports. Mike, you ain't kidding. I was just thinking about, okay, so what are we going to talk about? Uh, this Last night I was thinking about what are we going to talk about tomorrow morning? And it's nothing but bad news. All the headlines in Chicago sports are bad news. So I want to start up north in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers – to me, he's proven himself to be a a complete fraud. Um, when he, oh yeah, well he was there before this. I don't, I don't care if you get uh, the vaccine or not. That's your own personal decision. I would prefer that you did because you might be around other people who who are susceptible to it and so forth. But that's your own personal decision. But when he conceals that he was not immunized or vaccinated, and that he says he was immunized. And then he sort of throws all the other players who have not been vaccinated under the bus with his comments. I'm like, dude, you are a low, low person. Um, so I don't know if you heard those comments uh, from him. I didn't pull the clip, but he basically says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge those guys. Well, you're a part of those guys, dude. Why don't you just tell it straight? I just feel like it was a very ick type of thing for him to do. And, and hopefully he'll, He'll come forward with some kind of an explanation that makes sense, but I doubt it because he's proven himself to be a prima donna. Well, you know, he he swore on behalf of Ryan Braun when Ryan Braun was cheating in baseball, and he was partners with Ryan Braun in various activities. Then, then, then Ryan Braun came out and said, you know, yeah, I sort of did what I did, and then all of a sudden he was outraged by Ryan Braun. Um, he's a he's a hypocrite, always has been. I'm not a fan. The NFL media is afraid of him. I mean, I heard this morning. I'm not going to mention shows. I'm not going to mention if they were on TV or radio. It's up to you folks to see if you heard what I heard. But I heard people this morning 
saying that the Green Bay Packers should take full responsibility and come to his aid because of the way he's been treated and not given players and everything else over the past years. And this would prove that we're in with you, Aaron, regardless. Regardless of what you did, we'll back you. We'll take the blame. We'll run cover for your pathetic ass. And there's grown-ass men, okay, this morning that said that. In other words, Hmm. and then I heard another guy say, God, I feel almost like a snitch. You know, I feel sort of bad for Aaron. Are you serious? See, Kyrie Irving's been dragged through the mud, okay, mm-hmm. for not taking a vaccine. But he has stood to his beliefs, and he hasn't lied. He mm-hmm. told the truth from the get-go. Yep. I'm hearing reporters reporting on the NFL saying, you know, I feel sort of bad bringing this up. You know, and it's sort of like, I feel like a snitch. Are you serious? Weak-ass reporting. The NFL fawns over certain players. And these guys would rather take whatever journalistic integrity they had, which isn't much, or any type of common sense, and take that and throw it away. So when they see Aaron Rodgers, he can wave to him. He can wave to him. Kyrie Irving's a dog. Aaron Rodgers, the team should cover for him. How pathetic the National Football League media is. But this is not the first time I've brought it up. So I'm not a Johnny-come-lately. They're all a bunch of kiss-asses. All of them. Whether they agree or not. How many of them really pursued Aaron? How about this? Their press conference and even back then. Did anybody have a follow-up question when he said, I'm, I, I've taken the immunity? Never said I took the vaccine. Nobody. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a joke. And it's based on elitism. Some of it's based on, and I hate to bring this up, mm-hmm. because I don't like to bring up race, because a, a race is used as this and that. But you cannot see what they're doing to Kyrie Irving and then, and then see what they're not saying about Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie Irving at least is honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking it. I got an immune system. I'm a strong athlete. If you don't like it, tough. Well, you can't play because of New York. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying a word now. I see this two. I see these two same cases. And I see how what a piece of crap Aaron Rodgers really is. And anybody that knows me, bring him on. I'll tell him right to his face. I've told better. I've told better. I tell him right to his face. So don't say, hey, Mike, if he was in front, if he was in front of me, you don't know who I've told. I told uh, bigger people than him. And, and I would tell him, you're a piece of crap, and you put your teammates in. And you know what? Just be honest and say, and this nonsense that everybody's got the vaccine, how come a cop and a fireman can lose a job that's been on the job for 20 years? or a first responder, or nurses or doctors for not taking the vaccine that they battled for two years. But this guy gets 10 days off. He's probably getting paid. Mm-hmm. Doesn't lose his gig. And he broke every rule you can in the NFL. So it's a joke to me, Alts. It really is. 
like Zach said, this guy, uh, Aaron Rodgers, has a track record of yeah. leaving behind people disgusted yeah. with him. His very own family and him don't yeah. talk. And so that's a personal thing, so I won't say anything more about yeah. that. But teammates have said that he's not a leader. Uh, they've publicly chastised him for some of the things he's said and done and so forth. And uh, and now he, he says he has nobody around him. You know, this garbage. Devontae Adams, he didn't have Devontae Adams last week, right? Mm-hmm. right They're right. 7-0 and without him. Right. So apparently they got players there. Mm-hmm. Apparently Aaron Jones is a good player. Apparently uh, LaFleur is a pretty good coach too. Mm-hmm. Because if you got nobody around you, okay, if you got nobody around you, it's not just you that's winning these games. And he's always left that impression. Mm-hmm. Always left that impression. If we lose... It's somebody else's fault. If we win, look what I did. Period. Period. Just like last year when he lost. Stephen Mee brings up a good point. Cam Newton, too. He One roof with a legendary white quarterback. Doesn't even get fined for not wearing a mask in interviews. And uh, that's garbage. Cam Newton, you know, the Patriots will deny this. But one of the reasons, uh, and maybe the reason he was released, is because he refused to get the vaccination. And the Patriots were upset with him about that. So, uh, You know who's a man? You know who's a man and not a mouse? Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley. I mm-hmm. ain't getting the vaccine. I'm immune. I'll stay away from people. I'll do what I have to do to be distant. Okay? I could cost my team a game or two, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's against my religion or it's against this. We've heard. And there's a lot of football players and NBA players that aren't vaccinated, folks. If right. you believe for one minute, they could go in the training room tomorrow and get vaccinated. All of them. Yep. They're all full of crap. They're all lying to the public like everybody else is. Mm-hmm. But Cole Beasley and other people have come out and said, I'm not getting it. Lamar Jackson, I'm not getting it. So so if Lamar Jackson, believe me when I tell you this, he's been run through the ground. Okay? He was an MVP too. But Aaron Rodgers... The fawning over a one-time Super Bowl champ who's come up short many times, not only as a teammate, but as a human being. And having the, his ass kissed by by major companies and, and reporters is just disgraceful. Mm. Boy, um, I hate to bring in even more bad news, but uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, I mean, you were you gave a scathing attack of the Chicago Blackhawks last week, but the bad news continues because it just seems, well, I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you. This was a, a, actually a really good story written by your old buddy, uh, Rick Morrissey of the Sun-Times. The headline says it all. Many involved in the Blackhawks scandal are trying to save themselves, and it's not pretty it really isn't the things that these guys are saying to uh hide the fact that they knew to not take uh, be accountable uh for their actions or lack of actions is really troubling uh in so many ways and i thought rick mostly did a nice job of uh, taking them to task well i would ask rick on a lie detector did you know anything or did you hear anything over 11 years that's the first thing i'd ask um and i I would probably guess maybe he did, but maybe he didn't because I think they tried to hide this, okay? I do uh, like Rick for saying that, uh, for writing that, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think there's people that Rick knows, maybe Mm -hmm. from his own publication, 
maybe from TV of guys. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> is it the usual cast of characters? Quinville Bowman? Yes. Wurtz? Yes. The Wurtz is absolutely. Uh, the Bowman's absolutely. Um, the video coach, absolutely. Uh, the players, absolutely. I got, and I put it on Twitter. And the reason I put this on Twitter, I'm not tooting my own horn. Believe me, nobody toots it. You know, that's why I got to toot. I'm, if nobody toots my horn, I got to become Al Hurt. I got to become Al Hurt. I got to play. I got to be Pete Fountain. I got to be Doc Sundberg. Okay? <laughs> so I'm going to toot my own horn. I got three direct messages. They could have put them out. They could have put the messages they gave me out. But two of them are still working mm-hmm. in the press. And they said, listen to the show. All three of them, basically the same message. Yeah. Listen to your podcast on the Blackhawks. This is last week's show. Mm-hmm. I put it out this morning in case you missed it. And I said, I got three DMs from people. Two who are still working in the sports media who are terrified to come out and say it publicly. Yeah. Because then they conspire <laughs> and they get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Or later, two years down the line, maybe. Or this guy down the line. Mm-hmm. And and the other guy, gone and not working now, but very savvy. Mm-hmm. He says, Mike, you hit it right on the head on the bar room. So if you get a chance, after you listen to this great show, or you can listen to that show, too, from last week. He said you hit it on the head. And the thing that really one guy, mm-hmm. like, and he's a fan of the Blackhawk Brass, they should lose their franchise. Yeah, I mean, still covering up. You were the first one to say that that I heard anyway. I don't think I, I've heard anybody else have they. I, 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 somebody who listens to the show said it after you did, um, but uh, that's been yeah. about it. Nobody else has, has broached. That I haven't heard anybody. I mean, my God, Donald Sterling. I mean, he lost his because of names mm-hmm. and because of prejudice and bigotry. He absolutely deserves to. Mm-hmm. And I do know this. If this happened in the NBA, they'd lose their franchise. Yeah. Whoever it was. That's right. I don't care if you owned the team for 50 years. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you owned it for 30 years. Right. If you have this kind and everybody knew about it, you lose the franchise. Mm -hmm. In some, in other sports, baseball, they'd probably give them a trophy. You know, they'd say, you know, because they allow, they have no integrity. Baseball, none. (laughs) Drugs. Cheating and uh, fixing baseball games, allowing teams to play when they should be banned forever. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody said, well, is it fair to the guys that weren't on the team? Okay, Houston, if you banned them for 10 years. Is it fair to Michigan or anybody else that they couldn't win titles? Mm-hmm. Years after scandals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, SMU. You go to play football at SMU, they got the death penalty in the 80s. You're playing on a team in the 90s. You did nothing to do with it, yet you couldn't win a title. But you knew that going in. Mm-hmm. That's the way it goes. Yep. That's the way it goes. And King Pookie is asking, is the NHL investigating the Blackhawks? Well, that investigation <laughs> is over with. It's over. They fined them $2 million. And uh, now, supposedly, they're meeting with Kyle Beach uh, and trying to come to settle. Some- I'm sorry? Settle. Settle, right. right. They did it. They know they did it. They're going to sweep it under the rug. But you know what? I don't watch too much of them. See, people that think this won't linger, let me tell everybody this as pointedly as I can. 
I loved Penn State as a football club. I loved them. I loved Joe Paterno. I loved the team. I loved the uniforms. I went to Penn State. I didn't go there. I went there for three days with Illinois. Had the time of my life. Was on the campus, went to the bars. Mm-hmm. I was with my buddy Jesse Rogers back in the time, back in the day. It was a promotion. Had a great time there. I hardly put him on. I, I have no use. And I feel the same way about the Blackhawks. You're going to sweep this under the rug. But Blackhawk fans know better. Mm-hmm. And they're going, they showed the crowd the other night, very sparse. Who wants to go after that? Who wants, I saw a car, a Jeep, in front of me the other day. Mm-hmm. Okay, driving down Algonquin Road mm-hmm. with a Blackhawk license plate. I looked at it, I go, you got to be kidding me. That's what I said. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd take the son of a bitch off right now. Yeah. I'm not wearing no black. You know what? I was going to. I was going to do the major league guy. I was going to piss on the Blackhawk jerseys instead of burn them. But that's so petty. So I'll just leave them. I won't wear one. Won't wear one. Not until there's some accountability. Absolute accountability from somebody. There has to be something done. And you you brought up the media. Um, mm-hmm. This photo surfaced from 2010. Uh, the culture in the Blackhawks locker room they were making uh, jokes about being gay. And we, you and I grew up, Mike, and, you know, we, we saw this and we would tell people, you know, that when we're playing against them, we would use those what are now called homophobic slurs. Oh, absolutely. Right. So, and, 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 and anybody that, I mean, there was all sorts, there was no holds barred in the 60s, 70s, or even the 80s. And let me remind everybody, some of uh, people's greatest, uh, in, in their opinion, presidents also backed, uh, backed uh, the, the went against the gay thing back mm-hmm. in, into the 90s. Mm-hmm. We can go politics or anything else you want to talk about. So anybody that says you said this in 70, you said this in 80. Barack Obama was against gay marriage. Mm-hmm. So was Clinton. So was everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republicans, Democrats alike. Right. So, so all of a sudden, everybody became enlightened. Okay. In 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so so I understand where people now understand. Right. But you got to know your history. Exactly. Of what people went through. Does anybody know who Harvey Milk was? Does anybody? Does anybody know who Harvey Milk was? Marisette. I'm just asking. Because if you don't, okay, he's a guy that actually had to leave his persona and dress up in a suit. Okay, and be a politician to finally get inside and try to change things. Mm -hmm. There are from Billie Jean King to Harvey Milk to many others. There are people that have been wounded, branded and what have you. Now, this is a whole different ballgame here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is 2010 and you got that on the board. And then you hear Patrick Kane saying we never knew anything about this. Mm hmm. We never do this. We never knew that. God, I didn't hear anything. I'm Patrick Kane. Let me tell you something. That's even worse. And that picture is very indicting. Well, and the reason I brought it up was because, as you mentioned about the media, 
that was in plain sight in the locker room where the media would hang out. So if they are saying we never saw or heard anything, members of the media are saying that, then they must have gone in there with eyes shut and uh, earplugs on because apparently at least I, I don't want to indict the entire media based on just one photograph, but it does seem like there was that kind of culture where that stuff was allowed. And at the very least, you know, report that you may have heard this or you may have heard that, but it just seems like uh, we have the worst. Of- I've told you this for four years. We have the worst media in America when it comes to the print media. There are a couple of people that stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I've said before, uh, the questions that are asked, I sit at home and I just go, no wonder I'm still relevant Mm -hmm. because here's what I know. This is the honest to God truth. I saw OJ Simpson at the Buffalo bill game. He had credentials. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now keep Mm -hmm. in mind what he did, but I understand his history. Right. I'm going to tell everybody this. He had an easier time getting credentials than I would with the bears. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a, a cutter and a slasher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's all I'm going to tell everybody. There's reason certain guys are team friendly. There's reason guys go, I'm, I'm okay, but I network. I don't do that crap. Oh, by the way, though, I'm going to be on three days a week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in the ESPN 1000. Nice. And that's, that to me is special. Because I'm entering my 30th year. And like I've said before, you got to be honest with people. And I just don't see a lot of honesty in any uh, type of situation. Sports, entertainment, politics, you name it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 4000 Clover says that the print media is actually slightly better because there are more options to broadcast media. However, it's awful. So I would agree with that. but, But the print media is good. Mm-hmm. But the print media has the same old song and dance guys on that were there when the paper was this thick and now it's this thick. Okay? <laughs> so let's not pretend. I'll give you a perfect example. There are, you know, you know who's helped? You know why podcasting is so much bigger now? Because terrestrial radio has allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. There's more freedom. Mike North don't have to come on. And worry about this or worry about that or worry about a boss that goes, well, he doesn't have my philosophy. Mm. Mm. He's really good at what he does in sports, but I heard he voted for a Democratic senator once and a a Republican president once. (laughs) An independent can't use him. We need somebody. So it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's all crazy now. I've never had to worry about trying to remember what I said, never having to cover up a lie. I never lie in the air. I tell the truth. I'm the same way, the same way, ask Eldo or anybody who knows me. I talk the same way to Eldo off the air as we talk as uh, on the air. Yes, indeed. And I'll tell you another story. Last week, we had Luke Pergande on from Prop Swap on the AM1000 with me and Carmen. And he was in studio. Mm-hmm. You know what we had? It's very unusual. An actual conversation where people forgot you were even on the radio. That's how sports radio was designed. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't designed, well, Aaron Rodgers, fess up or Roni, mm-hmm. let's take some questions on that. No, you got to call in on whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, now there's there's phone screeners 
that don't put people on at certain places if they are contrary to what that person believes. The hosts don't want to put up with the debate. Yeah, right. That's why they don't make the money they did. That's why the ratings aren't what they were. And that's why it's not destination for a lot of people. Whatever radio station you're talking to around the country, podcasting's bigger because of the failure of program directors around the country to make the terrestrial radio better, period. I remember when I first started listening to the Score Sports Radio. I mean, I listened day one when it was launched because I was so excited about the yeah. the, and, uh, the enterprise. Uh, and one of the things that I was really impressed with was the quality of call-ins, fans who knew their stuff and debating with you and and debating with Jiggets and debating with Tom Scher and 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 uh, Boars and and everyone uh, on, on the network. There was some really great interaction between the fans, uh, the call-in radio people, and the hosts of the show. And yeah, there's still that uh, nowadays, but I, I don't think it's like it was. And maybe Let me tell you something. The, the Trubisky narrative would have been different mm-hmm. because there would have been two or three guys that actually recognized <laughs> that he had something to bring to the table compared to what we have now because they, we weren't afraid. We had people taking shots on us from day one, but you know what we had? We had an owner that backed us. Do whatever you got to do. I remember the first meeting. They said, well, we're not going to take phone calls. You know who got up and said, if you don't take phone calls, you're nuts? Me. Yeah. If you don't take phone calls, Seth Mason, who was Danny Lee and Seth Mason were as bright, the greatest radio guys ever. They were music guys that took my idea of starting the sports station. Mm -hmm. And Danny Lee ended up. Putting his, that my, that that idea, my vision into his vision, his genius, and music guys hiring the right people. But they also made some mistakes, and we also made some mistakes. It was like, hey, you know what, Mike? Don't talk about drinking last night. I go. Ron Gleason tells me this. I go. Are you kidding me? I can't say I went to Gibson, stayed out till one in the morning, and drank Diet Coke. That's just the way it is. And it turned out to be the world tour, which was a popular thing. Last night I was on the world tour. Two nights ago I was on the world tour. I ate jigs. You know what? I was out at uh, at Kelly Mondelli's last night. Or I was at this place or that place. That's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, it's all ridiculous. It's all, it's all like nobody wants to step out because there are people that are actually, and I, and I understand this, that got kids and stuff that are afraid to make a move. Right. And like the like Howard Stern said, and I wasn't a fan that much. I really wasn't. I was not a fan of his. He was great in New York, but he didn't. In Chicago, he was okay. We didn't, because we had our own people, syndicated radio. We had guys like Man Cow and, and Dahl and Meyer and the Score and, you know, a, a million guys. So we, you know, but he did say this. If you have to think before you talk, you're finished. Yeah. You're done. If you go, yeah, you're right. You're finished. Shoot from the hip. You got to shoot from the hip. Mike, you you brought up uh, Howard Stern. Do you mind sharing that story about when Howard Stern came over to visit? Was it you? I think it was actually... 
uh, space bar that shared the story. He said to me, well, he hit, he uh, he inherited them from what I understand. But right. uh, there's guys like this. Howard's one of them. From what I heard, mm -hmm. uh, when he left the studio, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they have no um, type of situation where, you know, I can prove otherwise. People couldn't look at him. Right. That's the story. <laughs> he couldn't make eye contact with Howard Stern. But he's not the only one. Radio people are weird. And I don't know. You know, I know, you know, I, I said, well, let me tell you something. I would say to him, if you feel like looking at me, please don't. Okay? Because what you are is what I am. We're working guys that make a lot of money. You more than me, but I make a pretty good buck. And, uh, you know, I just never got that. I hear stories about people like that. I talk to everybody, man. That's the way it is. Oh, that is funny. I would have said, screw you, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Chicago, baby. They come at you. What was the Sean Connery line? They come at you with a knife. You come at them with a machine gun or whatever. The <laughs> great the line in the untouchable. Howard Stern has, at one time was biting, but he, he now has turned into, in my opinion, the female Oprah. That's, that's it. Yeah. He has great guests. Yes. Uh, you know, they, I mean, I'm blessed that I'm on terrestrial radio, but he, he made a bundle going somewhere else and I get wish, and I, I couldn't be happier for him, but in my opinion, he stole Steve, Steve Dawes act period. Yeah. There's, there's he stole no Steve Dawes act. Yeah. Cause I never heard of Howard Stern when Steve Dawes was in his act. And I've heard from people that he did. He'll deny it, but yeah, he has outside, outside he has with the tonight. Chicago guys. Yep. All right, let's turn our attention now to the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields had arguably his best game as a pro. He rushed for over 100 yards, threw a touchdown pass, all in the absence of Matt Nagy. What do you think that had to do? <laughs> Nothing, because they lost. But I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I, I, see, I don't know how to attack this thing, because the Bears are 32nd in explosive plays in the league. 15 yards or more. That's right. a stat. Right. In the National Football League. 15 yards and more of passing of a pass play or a rush play were last. He ran for 100 yards. Okay? I've seen a lot of Bears run for 100 yards, including Bobby Douglas. His passing is okay. He's still afraid to fit that ball in. In fact, most of his missed if a guy's covered, are high. Which isn't a bad thing. He wants to make sure that only his guy might have a chance at it. But you, I will say this. If we had somebody else quarterbacking us, I don't think our record's what it is, but everybody wants to see this kid succeed. I think he's going to be a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Um, I don't hear – somebody said the other day when I said you couldn't get much for him on the trade market. And they said, what are you talking about? I said, none of the rookie quarterbacks you couldn't get much from the trade market. Von Miller is an all-pro linebacker, okay? Mm -hmm. He got two draft picks. What are you going to get for an unproven rookie quarterback who looks some good sometimes, but his offense stats are 32nd in the league? There's nobody going to offer you a first, second, third, fourth, or fifth for that pick. None. 
So he's got to get better. Hopefully you never have to trade him, but it doesn't look tremendously good. If he made that run was great. It was a broken play. I give him all the credit in the world. He wants to win so bad, and it's not just his fault. His team is not that good. And I predicted that Mark uh, that Allen Robinson would regret the change of quarterbacks, and it looks like he does now. He can't figure out why they're not gelling. So okay. I've, got, I've got you on record now two times saying that Fields is going to be a middle-of-the-road quarterback. And so we'll, yeah. we'll talk about this. Why are people on record telling me he's going to be a Hall of Famer? Because that's all <laughs> I've been reading. <laughs> okay. I think middle-of-the-road is pretty good. I think middle-of-the-road in the first year to give him that prediction, I'm being lenient. Because i got to be honest, I've been watching football for a long time. Every game we're behind, I say he's never gonna he's never gonna get us to catch up. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna happen, and it's not just his fault. It's 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 dysfunction from top to bottom. But when the media praises a game that if the last guy had the same game, they dog him. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of funny to me. Yeah. Now, how much of the problems with the Chicago Bears' current offensive line is part of the reason why Fields has not progressed as quickly as you would like to see? Uh, Not much, because Trubisky had almost the same type of line, and he succeeded. So I think he's got to overcome it. And all I heard is Justin Fields. And look what Justin Fields does, though. When things break down, he runs, and he gets out of there, and he does pick up some key yards. So his ability to scramble – is saving his life in a lot of ways. It really is. I was impressed the last couple of years with our other quarterback who stood in there and got destroyed and and still did well. I hope that Justin Field can do that. Look, I don't want him to fail. I just thought the other guy was developing very well. And you know what? It's a shame, but maybe it isn't because I don't think Mitch wanted to be a Washington Redskin. But Buffalo was trying to work out a deal for him to be the starter. I predicted a year ago that Chico Rivera would go after him. But you know what Mitch Trubisky said? I'm not going to be a rental player. I'm telling you, next year you're going to have to pay me. And that's just the way it is. So we'll see what happens because it's not just Justin. The only good quarterback right now is Mac Jones that I've seen. And Belichick is proving, along with Josh McDaniel, that they can make a rookie quarterback look pretty decent. Okay, everybody else, Trevor Lawrence, Fields, that other kid from the Jets. You have a, how did Mike White throw for 400 yards, right, mm-hmm. from the Jets? How does that happen? <laughs> they drafted a quarterback as a number one pick, and they got another guy that throws for 400 yards. But all I hear, it's the Jets that stopped the quarterbacks from producing. You know who shut up about that? Everybody last week. They beat the Bengals. I mean, so the Bengals were on a roll, but I said to everybody, the last time they were double-digit road favorites, the Bengals, you think the Bears have been bad? 1982. Mm -hmm. 40-some 40 years ago was the last time the Cincinnati Bengals were double-digit favorites Mm -hmm. on the road. Well, but uh, Mike White is a 26-year-old quarterback who has been in the league for some time. Yeah, I know. He'll probably throw for... Yeah, he'll probably be dog this week. Who knows? You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's but my God, you look at it, you go, you'd like to, if Justin Fields has a game like that, mm-hmm. they're saying retire now, we'll put you in the Hall of Fame. 405 <laughs> yards. If he throws for 405 yards, Justin Fields, I'll buy the jersey. <laughs> but it's not, 
you know what? And I, I got to disagree a little bit with the throw to Komet. Mm-hmm. I thought his arm was hooked. I thought the ball could have been thrown a little bit forward. Mm-hmm. That's how the National Football League is. Some catch, guys catch a ball like this oh, sure. on the side of their helmet. I mean, look at Odell Beckham. Right. Look at Odell Beckham. <laughs> this guy hasn't done anything since 2016. And the NFL's still crying. And he's blasting Baker Mayfield. You had a great catch in 2014. You had a ton of catches in 2016. What have you done? Right. Since. Right. And you're taking shots and you were at the Giants. You're, it's, he's, he's a cancer, that guy. So so I'll give Allen Robinson this and everybody else. Mm-hmm. They're very being very, very understanding about what's going on. They have been. I yeah. love what I love what Zach says here. He says, I'm terrified Mitch Trubisky will be in Green Bay one day sticking it to us. Well, you know what? Here's what I'll tell everybody. He stuck it to us this year in preseason. Yeah, so we, we already know what we're used to. And mm-hmm. that was just a preseason game. But anytime he comes, I would bet Mitch Trubisky with it depends on the team. I mean, if he if Mitch signs with Miami or if he signs, I like him at Philly. I'd like to see Philly take a look at him. I don't know about Washington. Chico Rivera might be out the door. Um, but he'll have some takers next year because, boy, there's some – there's some. It's not just Justin right now. I mean, you can make an excuse for him. He's a rookie in a new situation. But there's some bad quarterbacks that have been – I mean, Danny Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sam Darnold. I mean, people were telling me those guys were better than Mitch. I'm going, you guys are out of your mind. So next year we're going to see what happens with uh, with Mitch. If he gets picked up as a second stringer again, I'll say everybody was right. Apparently, I don't know something that everybody else knows. But I think he's going to sign and be a starter with somebody. Now, do you think that if the Bears get blown out on Monday Night Football against a Pittsburgh Steelers team that started off poorly but has now been <laughs> – do you think that Matt Nagy can survive a, a Monday Night loss or will he be fired? <laughs> I want you to make sure – is me and Joe Green going to play? I'm very terrified, dear Lord. Are, is Art Rooney coming back through the, through the hallowed smoke of Forbes Field? Are they still playing at Forbes Field, Lord? Here's what I'm going to tell everybody. That's a coach. That's a coach, Mike Tomlin. That's a God-blessed coach. And to everybody out there mm-hmm. that tried to bury Big Ben, the guy's a winner. Shut up. Mm-hmm. He's been to Super Bowls and won. He's a winner. How come Big Ben... He doesn't have the gaudy stats like Aaron Rodgers. Yet he's won, I think, one more than Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And yet people are ready to bury him last and, and and maybe deservedly so four weeks ago, but not me. Not me. I, I've been burned by Big Ben too many times. And so mm-hmm. people lately, you know, going with them, going against them. Yeah. But I think we're gonna have a problem again, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm predicting this that the Bears are going to lose on Monday Night Football, and it won't be pretty, and Matt Nagy will be fired the very next That's my prediction. Wow. Are you making that right now? Yeah. And when people say, well, the Bears have never fired anybody, but what are they going to do? Fire George Hallis? George Hallis is going to fire himself? Come on. He's coached like 80 out of the 100-plus years uh, that the Bears have been around. So it's not a really good example. And, in fact, there have been times where he's kind of – well, never in midseason, but – 
My, my point is that there's a first time for anything. And right now, the cloud, the dark cloud over Hallis Hall right now is the result of Matt Nagy being unable well, to. Like, I, you know what I got a kick out of? He puts, oh, it's really weird watching at home. I go, I think it's refreshing. I think it's great you're watching at home. <laughs> you're watching at home. He puts it out like that. It's weird watching at home. Oh, I got COVID. I'm not, I don't wish anything on anybody. Believe me, folks, I don't. Right, for sure. Miss the game, we have a shot. But you know what? It's a bad football team that was covered up last year. We just talked about the, the mainstream media. They have a lot invested. Some guys are going to be, be wrong. If, if Justin doesn't become what they said he was going to become, I know every one of you that's been wrong about four quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. How can you continue to be working in the business when you can't even judge a quarterback or his mm-hmm. play? So I know they got a lot invested. Here's another thing. If the Bears were to fire Nagy, you have a problem bringing Trubisky back? Or would you rather like somebody else? Or you want to wait for Justin Fields to come around about 2025 or 26? <laughs> well, I have much more faith in Justin Fields than you do. And I don't I don't think uh, Chicago would be the right place for Mitch Trubisky. He deserves an opportunity to be the number one quarterback immediately when he signs that name on the contract. He will. And so let's see him do that. I want to see him do that. If Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky were on the uh, podium Next week, and they were both free agents, Trubisky would get, I think, two-thirds of the offers. Not saying Justin wouldn't get any. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, Eldo, what happens with a lot of these teams is salary cap. Mm-hmm. They're stuck with quarterbacks that they believed in. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to admit they made bad picks. I'm not talking about the Bears. You know, I mean, look at Atlanta. I watch Atlanta lose. They've had Matt Ryan for how many years? Yeah. I mean, really think about it. Mm-hmm. Who's the bigger failure? I mean, Matt Ryan or Mitch or Justin? To me, with his pedigree, now, it could be the team. Because look at what they're doing for Matthew Stafford in L.A. Okay? Detroit hasn't won a game. I thought Goff would. The worst than I thought. And this guy, McVay's going... This guy Stafford's pretty damn good on a team with talent around it. And I think most quarterbacks in the NFL, if you put talent around it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a good defense, which Detroit has never really had since Spielman, mm-hmm. I think most quarterbacks would look good. Even Justin, mm-hmm. even Mitch. I think we could question the teams that we've had around them Yeah, over the past four <laughs> years, including this, including Justin. It's going to be really interesting this offseason because there are, there are no uh, great quarterbacks coming out of college this year. So might the Lions be better off not drafting a quarterback with a very high draft pick they're going to get and instead sign Metro Trubisky as a, for, to a three- to five-year contract and have him be the guy? Well, the problem with them is I think you have more than one bidder. And let's say that guy Dable from Buffalo gets a new gig. Yes. Okay, his offensive coordinator. And let's say, but see, the thing about Mitch is I don't think Mitch wants to sign with a crap team. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I, but that's what's available for most of these people. Unless Aaron Rodgers retires, you know, right? or something else happens. Or I, I'll tell you the team I think he, he'd be perfect on. 
Mm-hmm. They'd love him. Pittsburgh. The Steelers. Pittsburgh. Trubisky is a Steelers. Maybe he sits behind Ben for a year. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, quarterback inherent. He's got a solid franchise. They will back their players and put players around him. And they've lost players, too. They lost Antonio Brown, you know. Yeah. But they always seem, you know what? Big Ben is a winner. And that's why I don't care about stats. Like like I've always said about Mitch, 29 and 21. Big Ben, big winner. Not gaudy like Peyton Manning. Not gaudy like Aaron Rodgers. Not celebrated like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Okay? But he came out of Miami of Ohio, and I remember people saying he's going to be a, maybe a project. He hit the ground running and was has been unbelievable for the most part of his career. What do you think about what Ryan says here, uh, Mitch, to the Saints? Yeah. Sean Payton. Well, we're hearing Payton like, well, well, Sean Payton loves him from what we understand. But Pittsburgh's in, enamored too. He did the right thing. He said, I don't want to play for Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play for this team or that team. He basically made a conscious decision. I think he could have signed for somebody. He could have maybe pushed that trade with Washington. I want out of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He yep. could have pushed that. Oh, I bet, yeah. Uh, I could have done that. He's going to just lay low. And mm-hmm. then he's going to come out uh, fresher than he was. And, uh, you know, he's got the credentials. We'll see what happens. I'm not saying he's going to go in and beat everybody's ass. No. I'm not saying he's going to be Johnny Unitas. But I think that, like you said, Aldo, a clean sweep, mm-hmm. and a lot of pe- his peers respect him. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Speaking about respect, Mike, <laughs> this is the topic that I most wanted to hear you comment on, and that is Scotty Pippen's new book oh. named Unguarded, where he eviscerates. I don't even know what that word means, but I read in a headline. It sounds cool. Eviscerates well, Michael Jordan. Over and over Destroy, and over. burns him up. Oh, my gosh. Here's just one of the quotes. How dare Michael treat us that way after everything we did for him? He's referring to the, the, the last dance and the things that Jordan said in the last dance. How dare Michael treat us that way after everything that we did and for him and his precious brand? He goes on to say, you want to know what's selfish? Selfish is retiring right before the start of training camp when it's too late for the organization to sign free agents. He goes on and on and on saying that Michael Jordan wouldn't be Michael Jordan if it wasn't for him, Tony Kukoc, the other players and so forth. What are your thoughts about Scottie Pippen and the allegations he's made against uh, Mr. Michael Jordan? Well, take it from a guy who... uh knows what it's like for former people that you made it possible for to make a lot of money to backstab or front stab you. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens to everybody that's great at something. Michael Jordan was escorted out the door, just like Scotty, mm-hmm. just like they are. But Scotty Pippen would not have a title without Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the line. I, they, they would not have a title if they didn't have Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen would not have had the work ethic if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. Scotty Pippen, if he had not been traded for Olden Polonese in Seattle, he mm. would not be a top 50 or a top uh, 75th anniversary player, which to me is a joke anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Scotty Pippen's one of the, I mean, he was a second banana. Okay. But he was such a great defensive player, and you can't ignore the six titles. So he has been given credit. I mean, but. My God, I mean, I have always said if Barkley would have been with Jordan, 
if Malone would have been with Jordan instead of Scotty, mm -hmm. okay? If Stockton would have been with Jordan, if Penny Hardaway would have been with Jordan. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jordan won without a, a center, a great center in his career. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't have he didn't have Shaq or Jabbar or Chamberlain or Russell. He had Luke Longley. <laughs> and Jordan's a mean son of a bitch. He had Bill Cartwright. He had Big Bill Wennington. Mm -hmm. I mean, he won with those guys. Mm -hmm. And he went up against teams with Brad Doherty. With great centers. You know, Brad Doherty, if you will. I remember you taught a guy named Mark Eaton that was 7'4". You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Ewing. Ewing. They beat Ewing. That's because of Michael Jordan. Not because of... Look, the other guys were great. But Michael Jordan deserves, I think, 75% of the credit for that team. I do. They don't win without him. His, he was first to practice and last to leave. That's yep. all I ever heard about him. And he played the game competitively in practice. He got those teams ready. He made them what they were. I know the team didn't like him a whole lot. I mean, me and him had words a few times. Oh, yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. But but the bottom line is, you cannot watch those Bulls teams and say, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen, if it wasn't for him, we win. Mm -hmm. It was Jordan and then the rest. Period. Mm -hmm. It was it was the one big man and, and and the look he was he was the king on the chessboard. The rest, Scotty was the queen. I'm not being disrespectful. That's just he was the queen that could do a lot of different things. And the rest of the guys were bishops or pawns. Yeah. Period. That's it. Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen was soft. The Pistons were yes, pushing he was. around. And you and, and he would fall. You know what Jordan used to say to him? Mm -hmm. Do you know what Jordan used to say to him? From what I heard about this, how, how's you, you have a headache tonight? When they were getting ready to have a big game after he had the migraine in Detroit. He sat out that game. He's, he wouldn't answer the call. Do you know I took heat when I said Scottie Pippen was a coward for not getting off the bench? People, people bombing me. Okay. I go, what What did I do? He's the one that didn't answer. He's the Benedict Arnold. He's right. the guy that, that watched his teammates go into battle while he sat on his ass. Period. Mm -hmm. yep. That's all you have to know about Scottie Pippen. That's right. That's all you have to know. But Michael used to tease him. Michael used to motivate him. You got mm -hmm. a headache tonight? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> and, oh. That, and that's the kind of stuff that – if you can respond to that, those jokes about migraines and stuff like that, and you can be pushed in practice, that's what take made Scottie Pippen the player he was, that terrorizing defender, that great uh, guy ball handling and, and being that point forward. He, he was made great because Jordan forced him to be great. And he yes. And, yes. And, yeah, and in the book he complains about Jordan, you know, taking all the credit and so forth. I remember Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen deliberately leaving the team immediately so they wouldn't have to do interviews and they would force Michael Jordan to answer all the questions. He did it all because you guys, Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen, and he did. wanted to play second fiddle. You wanted to. You didn't want the pressure. 
it pisses me off, really. <laughs> Look at you. You're deep in That's thought. That's right. <laughs> Scotty Pippen uh, had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's a bitter guy right now. Really is. And uh, I think Bulls fans could care less. I remember when he got caught with the gun in his car. Oh, yeah. I mean, we both worked for Electric Avenue. Mm-hmm. And Gene McCaffrey tried to get me and Scotty Pippen to see eye to eye. He had us at a function together. We sat at the same table. We wouldn't even look at each other. Didn't even look at each other. And we both worked for the same company. Because <laughs> I told him how it was. Mm-hmm. I told him what I thought. Uh, on the air, and I'd see him at games, you know. And I, I remember standing behind the basket, and they're in the layup line. I'm with a couple other guys, right? you know, with the credentials. And he's staring a hole through me. Like, so what? It's my house. It's my town. Are you kidding me? You're a visitor. You know, you're a visitor. I'm going to be here after you're gone. You know, and, and, and you know what? The lifeline, you know, he was an ambassador for the Bulls. Right. Come on. Nobody cares. You know, yeah. the ambassador stuff's. It, it's basically, you know what? Is it a money grab? I don't know. Does Scotty need the money? I don't know. I know he went through a divorce. Everybody knows that's a, 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 or he had a marital problems. I don't know what's going on now, but I heard he's bitter. That's what I've heard too. And I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that Scotty Pippen wasn't a great player. He was a great player. In my opinion, he was a great player, but I do think that everything now is petty and I think he's doing it for a dime. I, I think he's got money problems. Yep. Like you just said, and I don't think that he really believes anything that he has said. Of course he is. And you know what? Michael, don't give a damn. That's right. You're breaking oh. up a little bit, out. Oh, I'm You're sorry. You're breaking up a little bit. All right. Hold on a second. Let me let me do this. All right. You're, fr- you're frozen on the screen. Your mouth is wide open. There you go. <laughs> there you are. All right. Yeah. You were saying something. You. It was like, and Pip, uh, uh, <laughs> And then Pip, I go, you're right. You're right. But Scotty Pippen is, uh, he's good copy. Yeah, He's good copy. He's good copy. Scotty injecting a little, I mean, ridiculousness into the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And by the way, this is the best, the most, the most egregious. The year Scotty Pippen got hurt, it might have been the 72 win year. Jordan said to Rodman, it was, he says, listen, I need you. You got to step up. I think they went 18 and 0 without Scottie Pippen. Okay. Check out the stats if you want folks, but they, they didn't lose. Rodman came and Rodman was scoring and doing everything that Scottie was supposed to do. And he was, I think Rodman's as good as a a defensive player than Scottie Pippen was my opinion. Oh yeah. No rebounds are rebounds are, are defense folks. Mm-hmm. Rebounds are defense. How many offensive rebounds did people get off the Bulls when Dennis Rodman was underneath? Not many. <laughs> That's right. Which, by the way, which uh, three peat do you prefer? The first three peat or the second three peat? Oh, second three peat. Why? Second Rodman, Dennis, mm. Dennis, one of the great, great guys, great player. Uh, came to play every night when Scotty did. Period. And Scotty played well, but Rodman to me. The year that Pippen got hurt for a while, they won every game. Mm-hmm. 
How, how, I, I'd like to ask him that question. Since you're so damn good, how did we win every game when you were gone? Because I know this. If Jordan was out for 18 games, you ain't winning every game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you ain't winning every game. Uh, I love it. I love it. All right, Mike. So I this is what we're going to do. With your, <laughs> this is what we're going to do with your picks. You're going to post them right. at North to North on Twitter. Correct? Yes. And bar right. room. And bar room. So we'll uh, we'll make sure to retweet those out. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we pull the plug yeah. in this episode? Um, not really. I just think that you know what we're all lucky to be here. Yes. I just had, I wanted once again, give my condolences to my wife and uh, our family and, 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 and Grace, who uh, is BB's middle sister for losing uh, her husband, Brian, who I'd known forever and uh, a great man, not, uh, just a good example, good husband, father and everything else. And I dedicated the show to him. Got to be honest, I didn't stutter all that much. He used <laughs> to tell me he got stuck in, he had a little problem in a 15 minute mark. I'd look at him, I'd go, okay. Then I bring up the Cubs and we change the subject. Uh, he sounded like a great guy, man. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you next week, Mike. I'll see you, Aldo. So long, everybody. Bye. <laughs>